When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Success to Significance. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I'm delighted that you have decided to join us today and give us a little piece of your day So whether you're working out or driving or just sitting on your back porch, thank you so much for joining us. Today, our special guest is Jess T, and he is the founder of 46 and 2 Wealth Builders. Yep, you heard me right, 46 and 2 Wealth Builder, uh, Wealth Partners, and we're going to be talking about that and where that name came from. It's a pretty cool story. And what he really focuses on is helping his clients be free and create Happy Wealth, which is also the name of a book that you're going to be coming out with, right? Yes. So when is that coming? To be determined. I'm not rushing it. It's more of a spiritual awakening than anything. So I'm kind of letting it flow. Yeah. And we both are friends of Mark Victor Hansen. So you should definitely get with Mark and have him help you publish his book sooner rather than later. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Jess is also uh, the host of the Jess T Show. It's a mindset-focused podcast that teaches anyone hunting for greatness in business, health, and wellness, and in relationships, and the secrets of success. And one of the things that I really love, and so welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. One of the things that I really love is how you talk about, and especially in the gift that you're going to be giving to everyone here, um, this special gift, and we'll have that link in the show notes, but how you talk about something that I use a different vernacular on, but it's the same story. So I'm going to tell you mine, and then you can tell me yours, because I know this is important to you in your practice. So my sort of mantra for my coaching and speaking and everything is live your legacy while you're building it. Don't wait. Yours is very similar. Yeah. Can you share with us what that is? Yeah. Yeah. So just alluding to the book, it's something that I've learned how to implement in my life and then teach other people. But it's basically happy wealth, how to create happy wealth, which is really conscious wealth. How do we create conscious wealth? And my business is a Trojan horse for delivering consciousness awakening through financial planning. And so what that means is people that have money questions, people that are entrepreneurs, executives, people that are looking to enjoy their life. What they really want is they want clarity and confidence, but the biggest thing they want is they want a great quality of life. And so we were talking about it, like being able to go out on the boat, being able to go on vacation, be able to go wherever you want to go and do it while you're younger. This whole lie that we've been told, wait till you're 65 to retire. Just before jumping on, we talked about how finite life is and how quick life can be for anyone. So you're only as healthy as you are today, unless you continue your health and wellness trajectory 
I mean, by the time you get older, do you really want to wait until you're older to be able to enjoy life? You're not guaranteed tomorrow. So the whole idea, the whole premise is live life well now and not have to worry about the future by building legacy wealth. There we go. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And you know, and this is definitely something that I had to learn. I had a difficult situation come up, a turning point in my life that said, you know what? This enough is enough. I cannot do the rat race anymore. I have to create my lifestyle and create my business around it, right? And that's, I think, what is the opposite of what most people do is they create their business and then they try to fit their lifestyle in around it. So we want to reverse engineer that. And I know that's what you're all about. Now, as a wealth partner, and you're also a fiduciary, and for those (laughs) that don't know what fiduciary is, I can explain it, but I probably won't explain it the same way that you do because I know it's more holistic, but why don't you explain what a fiduciary is? Because I want people to understand what you do on a daily basis, but then we're going to talk about what makes you so different. Yeah. Fiduciary is just a funny way to say we've taken a moral and a legal obligation to not screw over our clients. And just to give people some context, there's 400,000 financial planners in the United States alone. Only 5% of us are true fiduciaries. So we're the 5% that go out there and we have to, by law and moral obligation, put our clients' own best interests before ourselves, which as a business operator, that just makes sense. Like what You should run a business like that. You should treat your clients like that. You should not have to worry about being sold something that's not in your best interest or having a salesperson that has to have a quota hanging over them every month and they have to sell you a mutual fund that doesn't make sense for your portfolio. So I think that just from the way that I like to do life, the way that I like to do business, it just made perfect sense to become a fiduciary. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And you know, it's funny, you said something about a mutual fund because my son had all of his series, whatever licenses, you know, as well with his degree. And then when he went to work at different companies in Deutsche Bank actually is where he was at. And the funny thing is, is he had to sign this document. He finally left, you know, obviously. Well, not finally. He left pretty quickly. But he signed this document and said that whatever you're going to be putting your client into, you can't go into. You cannot participate. And so he was like, mom, so let me get this right. So if it's the best product, do I take it or should I give it to them? That is what he couldn't deal with. He's like, I can't stand that because then I would say, well, I want the best one for me. So I'm going to give them the second best one or they would give them the best one and he would take the second one. And he just morally, like you said, couldn't handle it and end up getting out. Now he does options trading. So <laughs> that's what he does. It creates a conflict of interest whenever you yeah, have to. Oh, it totally is. No question. Inherent conflict of interest anytime someone takes a commission in that world. And I just remove that from my business altogether. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So let's just walk into what makes you different because I know you've got some steps and we'll talk about those in a moment, but what makes you different because of that 5% and being part of that 5% that is fiduciary, the approach that you take or the process or methodology that you use, what makes it so much different than so many others who are in fiduciary? It's even just the idea of being a fiduciary and being in that 5% already separates. Mm -hmm. And then in that 5% as a fiduciary, the way that I operate my business is completely different than most financial planners. As you can see, I'm wearing a t-shirt and jeans. I was just going to go there with you on that. I was just going to say that. If you didn't, I was going to. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to be in banking years ago and I had at one point, I know I've gone too far. I had 15 suits. I had one for every day of the week for three weeks with bow ties, cufflinks, matching this, matching that. And I was just- Suspenders? No, I didn't like- That was before your time, right? Yeah. yeah. And a Mont Blanc pen because when you got a Mont Blanc, you had made it. You had arrived. And what happened is I realized I was in a game that was a very political and then also very like uh, superficial. 
Yeah. And I had a mentor once tell me who was extremely successful financially, spiritually, fitness, family, all the things that really matter more than money. And he was telling me, he was like, one of his biggest clients came into him and said, I don't care what you dress like. Can you do the job? And for me, that resonated because that's how I feel. I'm like, you know what? If I'm wearing a t-shirt and jeans and you don't want to work with me, you're not supposed to be a part of my client family. Now getting to how we're different outside of just that kind of everybody's human, everybody deserves a chance kind of thing. I've had this interesting life story that allows me to relate to pretty much anyone I meet with on some level. Being empathetic, having these life experiences, I really can plug into anyone. And so then now I bring people into my client family. And the way that we do things a little bit different is there's a lot of psychology and behavioral science that goes into when I onboard clients. But then when I also, I stay with clients for seasons of life that could last years or a lifetime. And so getting to know a client in that process, getting to know how they operate, getting to know their mindset, getting to know what's really important to them more than just what's the number that you need to retire. Yes, that's somewhat important, but that number is always moving. It can change. Obviously, it can grow if you're doing the right things. And so at the end of the day, it just comes down. It's a people business. I'm in the people sciences business. All the other stuff, the data, the planning, like that's a dime a dozen. What the real secret sauce is the relationship. Yeah. I get that. Well, like I said, it's the methodology, right? That becomes a methodology, and, but this is the big part. And so many people focus on that methodology and not on the heart center of serving their clients. So I think that's wonderful. Okay. So I want to ask you a little bit about your happy wealth. You have 10 steps to happy wealth, and I know you're probably going to be including in the book, so we don't want to give everything away, sure. but of the 10, and sometimes people say, well, number one is number one, because I think it's the most important, but of the 10, yep. what's your favorite? And would you mind sharing that one step? I'll share, I'll share the first two. So um, the first one is mindset. Yep. And so this completely plays into, we talked about psychology before jumping on. I'm a big disciple of Carl Jung and his work. And there's a lot of psychology and different things that I embed into my relationships and my business and just getting people on the right mindset, because there's a lot of people, most people, including myself, growing up, I wasn't taught the right money principles. I wasn't taught how to manage money. I wasn't taught how to create assets and create outside of trading time for money. These were all foreign things I had to learn on my own. Mm -hmm. And thank God I'm a student and I'm a seeker and I wanted to learn about these things. And then eventually I got really adept at them so I could teach them. But at the end of the day, it was the mindset. It was how to pay yourself first, how to invest in yourself, how to grow your own P&L, if you will, for your personal life. And then you can do that in a business. And so the mindset shift came with emotional behavioral sciences that I was studying and all these different people from Warren Buffett and all this stuff. So like all the kind of like the boring stuff that fascinated me got me really into the mindset of money. And then from there, the first tangible thing that someone can do that's in the book is cash flow. Cash flow is the core foundation to any business. No any cash family. flow, no business. <laughs> if you don't have cash flow, you don't have oxygen. And actually it's what it says. I relate it to oxygen in the book. Yeah. And there are ways to create more cash flow right away, right now. And I can give a tip if you want me to without charging anyone any money. So go get your last three bank statements from your online bank, whatever it is, go through, see what your last three months were expenses, break them down by month. So month one, two, and three, as you look at that overall spending, take a look at what's the extra stuff, the dining out, the vacations, the money on Amazon, just random shopping. Yeah. And you cut that number in half for three months, the next three months, and then you take that half that you've saved. So you're still doing those things. You're just not overspending. You could still go on vacation. This is part of happy wealth. You could still go on vacation. You could still go out to eat. Like These are things that need to give you that quality of life. 
You just don't need to overdo it. So when you take that overdoing and of that 50% of what you've overspent, now you take 25% of that money, put it right into savings, take the other 25% of that money and put it right into an investment, whether it's crypto, whether it's real estate, whether it's stocks, doesn't matter whatever you're into. And I can advise on all those things because I'm a fiduciary. So at the end of the day, you've just cut your spending. You've added money to your savings. You've added money to your investments with just one move that didn't cost you any money. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And listen, I've been interviewed a lot of people. And of course, you know, I had a 30, well, I still do. <laughs> I'm 38 years in the mortgage space, right? So I've heard everything. That is a new twist. I love that. That's a new twist. It's like, and I think that's important about being happy wealth is that you want to make sure that you aren't sacrificing. Cause I know what, here's one of the things that Dave Ramsey says, and listen, I like Dave Ramsey and I like parts of it. And he got us budgeting. I got out of debt. <laughs> with Dave Ramsey. I personally got myself out of debt with Dave Ramsey. So yeah, I, I know. I totally love it. There's some aspects I don't necessarily love, but he says, live like no one else. So later you can live like no one else. And I get that, but there is an aspect of it that says, Ooh, that's like putting the handcuffs on me. And now I can't live like anybody else while I'm waiting to live like everybody else. And that's the part that didn't sit with me is I wanted to still live life, but I don't have to overlive it as you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, Don't overdo it. And again, you'll be surprised where if you go through these online banking statements, how much money you just randomly just waste. And it'll be a nice, as they used to say in this old sales company, used to be in a checkup from the neck up, like a nice realization of, okay, well, maybe I don't need to spend this much money every month. And now I can invest in myself, which is the best investment I'll ever make. Yeah, yeah I love it. I have to be honest with you, as we're recording this, we just finished June of 2021. And for me, that's halftime. And you go into the locker room, and you figure out, am I winning the game? Am I losing the game? What adjustments do I need to make? Right? We're halftime. And I did that with my business. I did that with my business. I went through, I didn't do what you just did, which I would love to do, but I cut off and canceled probably seven different things. And then I thought, well, heck, while I'm doing that, let me go on my cell phone and figure out who's automatically behind the scenes, you know, starting on all these seven pages of apps that we have, right? Seven screens of apps and, you know, all that. So I'm going to go back in it. And I think I'm going to go back in it for personal though, because I've got control of my business. But I don't think I look at my personal as much because, you know, I'm just doing well. So it's not like I need to, but how much more can I be doing, right? Who knows? I mean, what peace of mind and what kind of different kind of uh, paradigm shifts that might create for you? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let me ask you, what is your favorite? Okay. I know it's another favorite, (laughs) but what is your favorite investment vehicle as we're speaking today, because I know this changes, markets change and we float into some and others, you know, over time, I mean, heck we were all in .com and now that's just not what we're into. Uh, So what are some of the things that you have trust and confidence in when it comes to investing? Yeah, I'll talk about two, actually three, but the first one is going back to invest in yourself, right? So whether that's learning conferences, coaches, mentors, courses, whatever it is, you have to be able to learn. And one of the greatest sins is if you're the same person a year from now that you are today, like you're not really living life well, right? And so you have to make sure that whether it's spirituality, if it's family, if it's relationships, if it's business, whatever it is, seek to understand, seek to grow in those places. And investing in yourself is going to be the best thing, especially your health and wellness. I'm a big proponent of health and wellness, whether it's nutrition, whether it's recovery, whether it's biohacking, that's a whole nother hour we could two hours we could talk about. But at the end of the day, 
investing in yourself is going to be the best starts where you can show up powerfully in all these other areas of life. Now, the second thing would be I do play in the market and I do believe in traditional fundamental investing. I believe in ownership of companies to X degree, depending on your palette and what companies you like. So that means investing in IE like Delta or Disney or you know whatever company it is. Yeah, one of those standards. Yeah. 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 And especially if you own these companies. Like so for me, you know, I wear certain types of clothes. I have a certain type of phone. I have certain types of computers. And if I'm spending money on these things, I might as well invest in it a little bit and have say that I have take some pride in what I'm spending money on. And so that could be different for everyone. So that's the first thing. The second thing is real estate. So again, as a fiduciary, I absolutely love real estate because I can advise people on things that make sense for them. I don't have to sell them anything. And so if they like real estate, I'm all about real estate. I'm a real estate investor personally. I'm a real estate investor with business things that I do. But then also for clients, the most wealth that's ever been transferred in the history of this earth has been through real estate. And how could you be a financial advisor helping people? And not talk about that. It's crazy, but most people don't because they don't get paid on it. And so at the end of the day, I've seen the power of real estate. I've seen legacy wealth transfer for people through real estate is an absolute must for some people. I would say for people that want to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I'm an avid real estate investor. And look, I was in mortgages for so many years and I would ask real estate agents, you know, how many of you own your own home? And they would raise their hand. How many of you own investment property? Zero. And that's like a Mary Kay consultant saying, hey, you should wear all this makeup. I don't. You should buy all these properties. I don't. Why wouldn't you buy your own product? It's just the craziest thing. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for sharing those two. And I do like, you know, I was on a speaking tour with Les Brown Jr. And we called it the real estate of you because it's you. It's not real estate, but you are real estate and you should invest in yourself. And that's where you're going to create wealth. And of course, that increases your emotional, I'll call it EQ, right? Your emotional intelligence. Okay. So you haven't always been here. You had a path, right? So someplace in the back, things changed for you. You had a major event that happened in your life, or maybe several of them that happened that said, you know what? I'm done. I've got to change things. I got to make a difference in the world and a difference for myself. Tell us about that story and bring us to how you got where you are now. It's a lifelong initiation. It's not just one story, but the cliff notes are growing up in Boston with a single mom that didn't have a penny to rub together. So there were times where we went through the the winter without heat. We went through uh, times where we didn't have a lot of food. I did grow up right on the water and the ocean. There was a beach right there. And so I didn't feel poor. But once I started getting older, I started realizing things we didn't have. And that for another time, we'll talk about this, but that set me on my entrepreneurial path early on. And so through those years, being bullied for years physically, having a dad that was a heroin addict for 30 years before he cleaned up, myself going through my own drug addiction and selling drugs for a couple of years, I went through all these initiations where I learned a lot about life really quickly. And I served in the military. It was a nice turning point for me to kind of get back on track. And so from that point, we talked about this before jumping on, but I've held my daughter until she passed away. I've held my mom until she passed away. I've cleaned my dad's blood up off the floor after he passed away. So I've seen a lot of death, but it's brought me an amazing gratitude for life. And there's this stoic philosophy that I've really latched onto. And this is kind of part of the turning point over a couple of years ago in terms of my mentality was it's called memento mori. And memento mori says, know that you're mortal, know that you're going to die. Let that be the only muse that you need to show up in life well today. And so if you know that you're going to die and you carry that in your mind in a positive way, it's going to allow you to step into relationships bolder. It's going to allow you to step into business stronger. It's going to allow you to show up for yourself better because you're not going to be here potentially tomorrow. Is this the last day of your life? Like, How would you want to lead it? right? And so this mentality has kind of carried with me And it spurred so many great things in my life from the podcast to the business to relationships. And I would just say, 
for me, through this lifelong initiation that I've been going through and all these different, I guess, traumas that I've healed from, they've all put me into a position where I could be the best version of myself today because of the way that I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that, you know, the stories, you know, we've seen that before where someone fills, has a glass of water and put some Coca-Cola in it, right? You put some Coke in it and it changes it and it doesn't come back without doing 10 times as much positivity for one drop of negativity. And so that's exactly what you're talking about. And I appreciate that. And thank you. And I know that you have a charity that you've started as a result of your daughter's passing. And I would love for you to share about that charity, which is called Alana's Angels. Yeah. So my ex-wife and I had a daughter, our first pregnancy, a full-term healthy pregnancy. And our daughter came out injured at delivery where she wasn't deceased, but she needed life support to stay alive. She wasn't breathing on her own. And so at some point her airway was compromised and she wasn't able to breathe without the machines. So we got her into the NICU and put her on life support and she was there for seven days and there was no signs of her really ever being viable without the machines. And so they gave us a choice. They said, you know, you can continue to let her live on the machines for the foreseeable future, or you can let her go. And on the seventh day, we just decided, you know, after some tough conversations and some, it's surreal. It almost feels like a movie because in the moment, like there's no way to grasp this. You're supposed to have a healthy baby. And then they're like, well, you're not gonna have a baby. So at the end of that seventh day, we said, we'll let her go. And I held her in my arms till she took her last breath. And for me, it was a very surreal moment. And I was running a business at the time and that business, I decided to shut it down. But long story short, to kind of get back to all that experience, it brought us to a place through years of like, we had therapy and counseling and healing through all the different things, including my own personal stuff to where we felt called to give back to people that had been through something similar. And so we created a nonprofit called Alana's Angels. And Alana's Angels serves those that have lost children of any age. So from a miscarriage all the way up to the death of an adult child, we have support and services in place to help them get through those seasons of life. That's beautiful. And we can just find that. Is the website just alanasangels.com? Yep. So my ex-wife is running it right now. And I think they have a Facebook group, Alana's Angels. You can find out more information there and then they'll help you out. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay. So you went through some things in your life and you obviously went through something very traumatic, you know, with her and that shifted you to say, okay, something's got to change. And it's a lot of your mindset, right? A lot of your mindset, getting into the psychological piece of investing. What keeps your energy level from a mindset perspective high every day? What's your routine? What is it that you do yeah. that keeps that going so that it's not an ebb and flow. Like so many people get involved in mindset, right? And I, I mean, I do mindset every day too, but they get involved in it and then it kind of goes away and it fizzles out. And then they're like, oh, I want to do it again. What keeps it maintained at a high frequency so that you could attract the type of clients and lifestyle that you're looking for? I'll give you all the common stuff, but then I'll give you something a little bit out there. So. <laughs> In the beginning part of the day, it's mindfulness. It's uh, sitting down, sitting with self, tapping into my heart, listening to my breathing, sitting down in a yoga position called Lotus position and really just a dark space, my closet, honestly, sit in my closet and I just listen and I see what comes up for me. Yeah. I sit there for as long as I need to, which is usually about 10 minutes. And I start to get some, what I would call downloads or information. And I know how to go about my day. Immediately, I go from the mental and I go right into working out and that I work out, I do all sorts of weird stuff. I'm into martial arts. I'm into swinging these things called maces and kettlebells and just like functional stuff that'll keep me from basically, I want to be anti-fragile. I don't want to die of a broken hip when I'm 80, if I can make it to 80 years old. Then after the movement comes a cold shower, there's no warm. It's just all cold. 
and it's about two minutes in and out. And that does so much for the mindset, but that also does so much for inflammation and reducing inflammation. You're actually healing yourself while you're doing it. Plus it's making you more energetic. It's waking me up. I don't drink coffee. I intermittent fast every day. So I usually don't eat until two or three Eastern yeah. and I eat from then till about maybe nine o'clock. So it's like a six hour, sometimes less. I've done OMAD, which is one meal a day. So there's all these physical things, but then also the spiritual side of it is or more kind of the out there stuff. I don't know if it's really out there, but not for me. Getting outside, getting sunlight 15, 20 minutes a day, standing on the ground and grounding all the stuff that happens there, decharging, deloading. A lot of times I'll work out outside. So moving my body on the grass in the sun. So I'm doing kind of three things at one time. And then outside of that kind of physical piece and mental piece, I do a lot on the spirituality side. And so this is the spot where people kind of might think it's a little bit weird, but I work with uh, sacred plant medicines. And so I go on journeys around the world. I just came back from Peru a couple months ago and I was hanging out in uh, the sacred valley of Cusco, Peru with shamans and working with different plant medicines. And then now I'm going to Tulum at the end of this month from the 29th of July to August 6th. And I'll be hanging out with a buddy for his birthday, but we're going to be working with some different things out there and going to Chichen Itza and the temple of the magician. And so there's all these different things that are out there for people. It's whatever calls to you, but you have to do something, whether it's plant medicines, if it's working out, if it's cold showers, if it's breath work, you have to do something to kind of like, yeah, you're right. Those types of things. I think what happens is people just get in so involved in life that they become zombies. Yeah. And that's very intentional that you're doing what you're no doing. Question. And it's changed my life. Like that's been Are the most plant-based as well. Do you mind me asking? No, I'm more keto. I'm definitely okay, I'm plant-based. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. I do like meat. I grew up Italian. I I yeah, it's, it's hard for me to, you know, growing up Italian, a lot of foods that aren't really <laughs> good for, for the gut from breads to cheeses to pastas, but I do entertain those once in a while, but I'm more whole foods and it's an 80, 20 thing. Like I still like junk food. Like I like to eat junk food here and there, but I like to eat healthy food. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. You know, I would say I'm probably 90 plant-based 2% meat because now it doesn't like me. Right. Know, I yeah. have it, and I still like my ice cream. Same. <laughs> I still like my Snickers bar every once yeah. in a while. I don't know if you have a Publix where you are, but had you have Publix where you are? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Apple turnovers from the bakery are like to oh, die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what? I'm so lucky. We were so poor that we didn't have the special stuff like soda. We didn't drink soda. And so I don't drink any soda whatsoever. But we couldn't afford like the special stuff. So I actually don't eat any desserts whatsoever. Um, wow. Just don't even want them. I'm glad for that. Thank God. There's one yeah. thing I don't have to worry about, right? <laughs> I love fun. that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to finish up with just one last question. Tell a little bit about your company, 46 and 2 Wealth Partners. Because I think a lot of people, that's just such a unique name. And of course, I asked you in the green room the same yeah. thing. What's the name of this company? So share with us a little bit about how you came up with the name so that people can, I was going to say latch on to you, but they can root with you, right? Yeah. In, in your mission and your vision for your company. So I've been on this spiritual journey for my whole life and I've been doing a lot of healing work through the years. And it's interesting because I was out on a podcast earlier talking about this and teachers will show up when the student's ready, right? And it's funny because... I've always had things that have shown up, even maybe if I wasn't necessarily looking for, especially books, books will come across and I'll be like, okay. And then someone will recommend it like two or three times in a 24 hour period. I'm like, I got to look at this book. Um, <laughs> but there was this band that I started listening to early into high school, even before then, which is, you know, 20 years ago now, their name is Tool. And Tool is a progressive rock band that has done a lot of work, a lot of work with plant medicines, a lot of work into psychology. And they're just some of the best musicians on earth, but they're some of the smartest people too. They're just incredible what they do. There's a song they have called 46 and 2. 
And 46 and two has three meanings. And we talked about this before jumping on, but really quickly, 46 and two, the first meaning is we all have a shadow in our psyche. This comes from Carl Jung's work. And it's a repressed part of our psyche that can lead to bad decisions, different things with ego and all these different things. And to be able to heal from that, you have to do what's called shadow work and look at those dark parts of yourself, come to face, you know, face to face with them and learn how to do the work to get past those things and heal yourself. So they talk about growing through your shadow. The second piece is we talked about 23andMe. 23andMe is a company that tells you kind of your genealogy, where your, your heritage is from and kind of what's going on internally with your DNA. So right now we're at 23 times two, which is 46 chromosomes. They talk about 46 and two, which is the next step in evolution in theory, saying that we'll go from this disharmonious state as human beings where there's conflict and there's fighting and there's war and tragedy, and we'll evolve to our next level, which is harmonious. It's uh, unity consciousness. It's all one race on earth, which is kind of what I had named the company after was because 46 and two wealth partners, the motto is evolve together. And so evolving from yourself, evolving from the things that you've been through, being able to show up for other people in business and in life so that you can evolve together. That's the motto. And then there's another scientific thing that I won't get into, but it just meant a lot of things. And the other caveat was my last company was called Tedisco Financial. And I'm in the mindset of building and scaling the company to where if I ever want to sell it, it would be a lot easier to sell 46 and two because it's ambiguous versus something that have my name on it. Right. Right. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. So the last question I want to ask you is, what is the impact or the significance that you want to leave on this planet when you graduate? Yeah. So uh, this gets into the spiritual side because you can never live on on this planet is love. And my goal is to give love and to receive love. And that's in every interaction. You know, I was talking about podcasts I was on earlier today. It was with a relationship expert and we, he was into a lot of the same things that I'm into. And we started talking about how the Dalai Lama had a lot of space in between to take on negativity in the form of a relationship. Like I asked him a question. I said, an argument with your significant other, how do you create space? Like, how do you make sure that like you show up the best you can? And like, what are some techniques? And then we just started kind of going down the path of some of these great, wise, enlightened people. And if you went up to the Dalai Lama and you looked at him and you told him to go F himself, not only would he not respond and give it back to you, but he would sit there and think, and he would say something, come back to you with something with love. And he would figure out how to ease the tension, but also show up for you. And this is something that I looked forward to doing in business and personal relationships is to be loved, to receive love so that honestly, I could just enjoy this ride called earth. So I love that. I love it. Well, and I think you're doing it. You probably are already doing it, right? I'm sure you are. Um, And we'll continue to do that with your clients. So anyone who's listening, if they want to connect with you, what is the best way? We have lots of links, but what is the best way for them to connect with you? Social media. It's the easiest, quickest, fastest way. I I connect with everybody on social media. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Jesse, J-E-S-S-E underscore T-T-E-E. Or you can find me on LinkedIn at Jesse2Disco, T-O-D as in David, I-S-C-O, Jesse2Disco. I was wondering when you were going to get to T-O-D. I-S-C-O, 2Disco. I-S-C-O. I was wondering you were going to get, because when you said uh, <laughs> when you said T, I thought, okay, because I could be called Jennifer D. Yeah. I think that would be good because nobody understands how to pronounce Duplessis. I mean, Duplihi, Duprihili. I mean, it's just crazy. So I understand why you did it. I understand why you're So I on the other side, on the other side of the Duplessis piece, but that's awesome. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I know you have a gift for everybody, a PDF, which actually goes to a video where he talks a little bit more about yeah. these steps. And um, I've had the pleasure of watching that video as well. So make sure you click on that video and go there and get the information from him that he's gifting to us and giving to us in the world here. 
And thank you again so much for being here with us, Jess. I really, really appreciate it. And I learned so much. I can't wait to go grab my bank statements. That's what I'm going to do. Go grab my bank statements, start working on them. <laughs> you didn't know you were going to get homework, did you? But thank you so much. For being here. And uh, thank you for the audience. Of course, of course. Well, again, we want to say thank you for listening in or watching in and giving us a little bit of your day. We are so grateful for that. And again, if you are new to this community, we want to welcome you in and we hope that you have enjoyed this particular episode. And please make sure you're watching other episodes, get yourself subscribed and take just a few minutes to give us a great reading and a great review. It's like anything that we do in business and in life. We all want to be validated. We all want to know that we're doing a great job. And that's the only way we know is if you're doing the reviews. So we look forward to talking to you next week. Hope you have a great week. And again, Jess, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com slash S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.